deals with themes, languages, and people that may not be suitable for young ages. If you're below 18 years old, parental guidelines isn't going to help you here. Hi guys, welcome to the Now Open podcast. Uh, my name's Trisha. Thank you so much for joining us today. How's everyone? I'm We're good. good. Hello. Okay, there we go. Good. All right. Okay. Since this is our first episode... We need to brief people in a little bit on what this is about. So now open the podcast is a sex education podcast. That's really more sex than education, if we're being honest. So I'm one of the hosts. My name's Trisha. My name is my name's Kai. And we're going to have a super, super fun discussion for you guys today. We're going to start off with a topic that I think deserves a lot of spotlight. Uh, because mainly because it's one of my biggest interests. So I'm just really being a narcissist here. here. So we're going to talk, so about, BDSM we're gonna talk today. about BDSM today. So uh, we have a guest uh, for today's show. <laughs> we're going to talk to Domina Chase, the founder of Humanistic BDSM, Hi. a community of like-minded kinksters across the world. She's also a dominatrix, burlesque queen, and one of my absolutely favorite friends in the world so everyone say hello to domina chase and her pet petrick hello hello hi guys thanks for for joining us really, i'm really excited <laughs> how long have you been uh, in the community how long have you been serving the kink cause well i think well as an educator like really for you know I guess more of an altruistic type uh, thing. It's really only been since 2016, but I have been practicing for about 20 years. Um, even before, like most kinksters, they actually are doing kink and BDSM with before they even know they're even doing BDSM. Um, okay. So I think. So how'd you get into it? What was your like <laughs> experience? My gateway experience was, well, as an intrepid child of the 90s, I just, my, um, a large um, part of my sexual, like, awakening was on the internet. And uh, I actually had a long distance dom and we didn't, he didn't actually even know what those, what that word means. We didn't use the word dumb or sub. Um, it was just things that we were doing that were like, were sexual, um, right. kind of started then after, um, because I, being a young person, I won't <laughs> disclaimer. My dom did not know that I was a young person, by the way, as a, as younger than I should have been. Um, 
I had okay. this assumption okay. that that's what just what adults do because I don't know any better. <laughs> right. Well, to a degree, you are right. Some adults do do that. <laughs> well, I thought like all adults do this. So I was like, this is just what everyone does. So for our viewers who aren't really sure about what exactly BDSM is, do you think you could like tell us what your definition is and what it means to you? So BDSM is um, a combined acronym. It's um, bondage and discipline with BD. DS is dominance and submission. S&M is um, say, uh, sadism and masochism. So that's the BDSM. So for me, though, what BDSM really is, is it's the space for you to really explore your, your mental and emotional state um, in, within sexuality. Not sex, sexuality. Um, where everything goes as long as everyone consents and you are following your laws as as they apply in your in your legal state but sometimes they don't Mm -hmm. even like we have bad yeah sometimes you're still breaking the law by hitting people or even anal sex sometimes is still illegal um but yeah that's how i depending on where you are yeah depending on where you are let's see you mentioned something about (laughs) ethically ethically Ethically, right. You mentioned something about sex and sexuality. How do you differentiate the two? Sex for me is more about like an intention of gratification. With it doesn't mean and it doesn't necessarily mean orgasm, just gratification. Where sexuality, it's more of like a mental and emotional state of being. It doesn't and it doesn't have to be um, about gratification it's just more exploring that space like you can like right now we're talking about sexuality and well some of our listeners might be getting off on listening to us but that was that's not exactly the point we're not like us having discussion right now we're not seeking um gratification we are just exploring this topic um so sexuality is like your identity and is rooted in your identity whereas sex is the exploration of that identity Exactly. I like that. I'm probably going to steal that just to let you know. Very <laughs> proud of you, Jim. <laughs> okay. I understood something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about this uh, this uh, thing you founded. Hu- was it humanitarian BDSM? What, what was it? Did I get that? Humanistic BDSM. Humanistic. Humanistic. Humanitarian. That'd be funny. <laughs> When you send so the so. you know BDSM practitioners to the refugees, it is a humanitarian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't kink shame them, everyone. Don't kink shame. Even refugees need some love. Okay. Refugees need to be stepped on too. <laughs> Consensually. 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 Of course. Yes. 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 <laughs> so, what is humanistic BDSM in the first place? I've never heard of that before. So humanistic BDSM uh, is my brainchild that Patrick has been very instrumental in sharpening and defining, but it's based off of the psychological school of thought of humanistic psychology. So humanistic psychology is all about affirming people, 
Um, it's a therapeutic mindset that, you know, people are valid. How can you get them to experience, you know, to have peak experiences? Like the idea of like, oh, Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs. That's, that's classic humanistic BDSM and the idea of peak experiences. So the reason why I figured out just from like conversations for the longest time, I, I realized as I was teaching and talking to people about my ideas of behind BDSM and how I practice it, that it was seemed to be so different, no matter who I talked to, like whether it was newbies or people who've been in the scene for decades, for some reason, what I was saying was different. And then I really had to sit and think like, what is it that's different? And what is, what is the core of this idea? What is driving it? Because it seems like my ideas are very consistently different. And after a lot of introspection and introspection, I realized, oh, this is, this is, I'm just applying humanistic psychology theory to BDSM, where that's why I wanted everyone to feel like it was okay. You don't have to adhere to these ideas and these tropes um, within BDSM. Cause to me, that seems silly. Like BDSM is already about breaking tropes and you know, not going with what everyone's doing. So why are you going to go join a subculture or an alternative lifestyle just to emulate everyone else? The whole point is to be you. Um, right. So that's where the humanistic um, BDSM comes in. And like, I want to point out, there is nothing wrong if you want to, like, if you do follow the popular tropes. They're popular for a reason, because they're fun. Right, how yeah. But do you have a humanistic BDSM practiced as compared to like the tropes you were talking about? Yeah, let's let's I think go first with like what those tropes are. Like what are like what are okay. the harmful or like even neutral tropes that you kind of want to smash? Well, I'll talk about my I'll just talk about for me personally what ha led me to kind of like break away from those tropes. So, I always struggled with the idea of like I want to be in charge. I feel like I'm dominant, but I really like getting hit. So does that make me submissive? Because that usually we think if you're dominant, you're the one who's hurting people. If you're, um, if you want to get hurt, then you're submissive. But right. I have these two ideas that don't seem to go together, but I like them. So how do I make, how does, how do I square that? Cause I wasn't going to give up one or another. Um, Cause I tried for so long to just like, maybe I'm a switch, maybe I'm submissive. I, because I'd like to get hit, but it just still didn't feel right for me. So that's where it really started is that I had to, I needed to separate in my head. Dominant and submissive is someone who is mentally and emotionally in control and bottom and top is someone who's doing an action and who is receiving an action. Um, that's where it started for me. And it kind of like blew my mind. And that when I accepted that, that I am a dominant person who likes to bottom, um, it made my scene so much better, so much more fulfilling. I was able to communicate that better to my partner so that we could be on the same page. Um, 
So there, so that's one of the harmful tropes is that you, you have, there's this idea that just because you have this identity means you have to do this. So another thing I struggled with as a dominatrix is that, oh, you have to be like mean and cruel and make everyone bleed. Um, you can't show like any joy or happiness or it has to be like, um, you know, there's this idea of like where people are surprised that I laugh so much because it's just me because I one of my many things I do I'm also a stand-up comedian but I've just always been like I'm like I don't do like cool calm collected sexy that's I feel like an idiot that's just not me but like hey we're having fun and I like to laugh and I like to hit people that's my lane so I also wanted people to um to really enjoy that, that they don't have to, they don't have to dampen parts of their personality or things that they enjoy just so that they can play. You don't, if you want to laugh and you want to hit people, that's okay. If you want to wear like pink frilly dress and hit people, that's okay. You don't have to look like, honestly, most of our ideas about BDSM and the tropes are formed by pornography, which is fine. But some people, they, that's all they see. That's all they know. So they think, if I don't look like that, if I don't act like that, I must not be a dominatrix or I must not be good at BDSM because I'm not doing the things that they're doing that I see on screen. The way I see it is that you're pretty much forming your own standard for like you're pushing, you're, you're, what you're pushing for is for people to form their own standards in terms of their practice of BDSM. Is that correct? That's exactly it. Yeah. Right. Is I it's almost like a I holistic approach. That's why it's humanistic. Yeah. So what, it's like what you've done is you've created a set of ideas and, uh, and a vernacular, you know, a language by which to practice BDSM in a safe, fulfilling and meaningful way. In effect, demystifying BDSM responsibly. Exactly. Like, so there's very, for us, there's only very few hard rules. And one of it is just communicate and consent and be responsible. That's it. Like, other than that, you can do whatever the hell you want under the sun, as long as you stick to that. Because then it's abuse. I mean, yeah, Actually, isn't yeah. that the weird thing about BDSM <laughs> is that it's uh, it's such a double-edged sword. It's um, because it relies so heavily on rules, but it's also about rule breaking and you know breaking outside of the mainstream and you know trying something different. Um, how do you yeah. how do you balance that? Well, so part of what happens with BDSM that you don't see in pornography is. Um, negotiation. So that happens with, you know, with responsible mature kink or BDSM, I want to say, is that there's this um, forethought of like, I want to make sure that we are establishing rules. But what I think of these rules, it's not necessarily like a game plan, like, like at like 805, I'm going to hit you at 810, I'm going to choke you. At 815, flogging. You can do that, but that's not what negotiation is. What I describe negotiation is like, you're kind of like defining your pen. Like this is your little play pen and these are the boundaries. And then everything goes inside. 
So that's why you're able to have, you have, that's a dichotomy of rules and breaking rules. So those rules establish what your playpen is. And then once you're inside the playpen, you can break whatever the hell you, whatever rule you want that happens outside. Because outside, you say, don't hit, don't, don't hit people. But within the playpen, that's <laughs> fine. That's, it's okay. You've already said you can hit each other. Right. So that's, that's where that dichotomy comes in, is that the, all the players need to define using rules and conversation what that playpen is. One of the reasons I actually really wanted to bring you on here, Domina, is because there has been some discourse, debate online about the line in between like breaking rules in BDSM and, mm -hmm. you know, straight up abuse, which you did mention earlier. So right. like I am also a BDSM practitioner and it's, it's, of course, really upsetting to see people conflate the two. So what do you think? Like, how would you delineate or how would you differentiate between, like, what really makes abuse abuse and what makes BDSM BDSM when they look so much alike? And considering the fact that a lot of people in the BDSM community sometimes, you know, uh, cross lines and, and, and right. you know, might use it as an excuse to, to abuse people. So, like, how, what is the line? Well, first, I'd like to address that very last point. If people are using BDSM as an excuse for abuse, they're not true BDSM. They, they're predators. And in any subculture, you're going to get predators. So I just like to say that is that if um, any of our listeners, I, I'm so sorry if you've had any bad experience with people who called themselves players or um, that they claim and they might have friends and they might go to BDSM events, but that's not what makes you a BDSM player. The difference between abuse and BDSM, always consent, always, um, is that, oh, here's a good example. For instance, we can all agree that vegetables are good for you, right? <laughs> he knows where I'm going with okay. this. Vegetables are good for you, right? <laughs> There's vitamins, fiber, blah, 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 blah. However, for Patrick, who is just hates vegetables, it's red. He will not do it. I If I make him eat <laughs> vegetables, it's abuse because he doesn't consent to it. So I think that's, no, he, <laughs> seriously, like if I try to that's rub actually lettuce really on his good face right now, he'll cry. Like I, that would be abuse at that point. Like I'm actually, I'm breaking a boundary in our relationship. Before we go any further, this is a great discussion, but we have to address the elephant, or should I say the pet in the room. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> how, how long has this been a, a thing? What is, I mean, he's dressed up as Captain America, but he is your pet. That's gotta be, that's gotta make you feel good, right? <laughs> oh, he he loves it. He's wearing his collar. Okay, sorry, I'll let you answer. Sorry, go ahead and answer, pet. Oh, what was, what was the question? Like, how does it feel? Like, what was the question for Patrick? <laughs> he's in his pet Give space us a little... right now, so it's... Oh, I see. He's, he's having a hard time space. concentrating. Yeah. Okay. He's... So, um, so, yeah, we just... He's kind of, we want to learn more about your dynamic. Like... How long has your pet how did master dynamic been going on? Yeah. Actually, that's that's kind of a harder question. Um, it's been going on, I guess, officially, officially a year and a half. 
unofficially almost two years now. So, mm-hmm. we, so we met two years ago. There was, we didn't. But we weren't we weren't pet and owner. Right? We weren't part, we weren't pet and owner. So I'd say I would say a year and a half we've been in this dynamic. We actually have a podcast for that. <laughs> on our yes on our patreon so could, if it's okay can we plug it so on our patreon there's a of podcast course, called ahead. how i how i met my submissive <laughs> nice okay so okay is this so a romantic we have to thing find or out. purely a sexual relationship it started purely sexual <laughs> That's how it was supposed to be, and then mm-hmm. now we're doing podcasts together. Yeah. And no, I, I love uh, it. Is that, is that a euphemism? We're doing it's a like podcast sexual together. Sexual romantic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> doing a podcast together is then you getting engaged. <laughs> I guess the three of us are engaged then, right? Or no, we're yes. <laughs> we've transcended. <laughs> so, what are what are some of the uh, like? I, we want to learn more about like your specific dynamic, your specific kinks. Yeah. Like, what gets you guys off? You know, like clue our listeners in into how BDSM is like in practice. Like, what do you guys like to do? How how does your dynamic work? Okay, so, um, so the way that I describe my kink, um, my core kink is I like to make people question their life choices. That's that's what I really really get off on. I'm actually a, I laugh, but I'm very sadistic. Like I want to put people in situations that like, why the fuck am I playing with Domino? And uh, what's your well, start out with what your kink used to be before you met me, and then what it is now, Pet. Uh, yes. So, see, before it was, I don't know, submissive, getting hit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and what is it now? You. <laughs> yes. So he... Oh, I love it. That's his... his we've, defined, we've actually redefined his sexuality, and his kink is um, me. <laughs> It's whatever so the hell I want, except for uh, vegetables. Yeah, no vegetables. Hard That's limit. a good hard limit. That's a good hard limit. <laughs> so what, what other like acts are you into? Because, Domina, I know that personally, I know personally that you're really, really into <laughs> humiliation and psychological torture. Yes. You've, you've taught me quite a few things. So can, can, you, can you clue us in on... How that works, because a lot of people think that BDSM is a lot about hitting, right? It's a lot about hitting, chains, right. leather, um, all, all that. Like, that's what BDSM looks like to most people. But can, can you clue us in on, like, what's going on behind the scenes or, I guess, more of, like, the mental space that you like to get into? Okay. Um, I think, so our specific thing is, like, so I am really into humiliation play. So that's what... Um, especially with Petrick, because he is a pain slut. So it, I can't get him to question his life choices through pain. He just fucking <laughs> loves getting hit. Like more, 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 I want to get hit. Like bleeding, yay. He tries to <laughs> offer me fucking strips of skin, okay? So you can't use pain. So what do you do when you can't use pain on someone? You have to use mental and psychological tricks. So 
for one of my favorite punishments that he oh he hates he hates is um every week when we were when we were long distance um he would have to take a cold shower and he would have to document it he would have to he had as a habit tracker so he would have to put in every week that he had he had there wasn't a set day because his schedule's a little crazy but he had to do it at least once a week so he hates cold showers so there's that physical aspect of it like he would rather i hit him than take a cold shower two there's that psychological aspect of like oh my god i can't believe i'm subjecting myself to a cold shower she's not even here to force me she's not even here to check up on me but i'm still doing it uh, so for us it comes down to a lot of the domination comes to the psychology he wears you want to show everyone your collar Look, he's so proud of it. There's his collar. So um, that's also something that we do. So that makes that puts him in his place. Um, and I just kind of like mess with him. Like yesterday, I told him he he didn't have his collar on because he had just came home and he wanted to sit next to me. He was like running towards the couch, excitedly running towards me. I was like, oh, you can't sit next to me. Pets without collars can't sit on the couch. And so he ran and he went and looked for his collar. I'm like, I need to get my collar right now. And he like ran off jauntily to go get his collar and he put it's in his mouth like he's a pet and he like comes trotting up to me and then he tries and then he gives me each presents me with his collar so I could put it on him so he could sit on the couch next to me and watch TV. <laughs> on behalf of everyone here, I just want to say that's fucking hot, dude. <laughs> I went the other way. I went like that I was like, that's so, so cute and wholesome. And you're like, that's it's hot. It's so adorable. <laughs> that was adorable. And it can be both. It can be both. That's humanistic beast right. BDSM. Because it's so weird how, people... how differently we interpreted that. Right. <laughs> wholesome can be hot. But see, I kind of find wholesome yeah. exactly. can be hot. True. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it would be like hot if, like, you know, some guy was like making me like muffins, like in just like a collar. So that would be hot. See, wholesome, you get muffins. <laughs> hot. Her hints are not subtle, Patrick. Everybody wins. <laughs> I don't know how to cook muffins. He doesn't know how to cook muffins. <laughs> I, I actually don't know how to cook anything. That's except also. Meat. That's another thing is I, I, I tease him that like um, he so. Oh, so like I like thing that we like to do, like in our dynamic, I always say, like, who's my good pet? Oh, who's my smart pet? Who's my stinky pet? Oh, you know, OK, who's my stinkiest pet? Oh, why are you my stinkiest pet? Because I'm your only pet. There you go. So I like to say <laughs> fucked up things to him. Okay. Like, who's my stupidest pet? Uh, <laughs> Who's my dumbest pet? Who is it? Uh, it's you. Why? Because I'm your only pet. Because you're my only pet. So then when he's okay, like, so I don't guys, be stupid, uh, like, I have to, find, clearly, him, I have to uh, find a stupid pet. Open about doing this at home. Do you guys ever uh, behave like this outside? Do you get off on doing that? Is this something that you do in public? <laughs> Oh god, if we could do it in public and not get in trouble, we would fucking do it all the time. Pride week. Pride week. So last week, last week, last year, we were in New York City for the 50th, 50th anniversary of Pride. Of course, it was insane. So Pride, New York anniversary. So because people don't give a fuck, it's New York City. 
he was wearing his collar and I was leading him around town on a leash and we both loved it. Um, however, uh, I got a little carried away and I just walked into a store because like we'd just been walking everywhere. So I walked into a the store. Disney store. Hold on, you're giving away the ending. Oh. <laughs> and then I stop and I pause and I'm like, oh shit, we just walked into the Disney store and I like heard like quickly took off his leash like shit like i completely was not paying attention there are children now hey, i'm like I'm if not there's gonna anybody who knows anything about owning your own species it's disney <laughs> yeah they're good about it how come pluto pluto has to sleep in the doghouse but goofy gets to walk around in clothes dude that's right there's something going on there right. okay so like tell, tell some crazy other crazy stories because like Obviously, the world of BDSM is so foreign to so many people that right. it's, it's wonderful to see you guys have take so much joy in it. Because, like, I, I think that is Aww. that is missing from a lot of BDSM. Because, like, you look at porn, you look right. at BDSM porn, you you talk to other kinksters, and it, it, it does have a very serious vibe. But one of the reasons why I connected with you so well, Domina, a, bi- a billion years ago is because you have so much <laughs> joy. And like, what are, what are other experiences that you've had that have like brought you, like, like allowed you to have that kind of joy with each other? Oh my gosh. There's so many, <laughs> so many. Um, oh, you want to tell them about Bat Dom? <laughs> 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 okay go can you t- are you in the headspace can you talk or do i need to tell it yeah i don't know if there's that much to say about it but so the, so the first time we we ever played together um we were it, we we're playing in a hotel room and uh so there's the bed and then the other side of the room where's like a dresser so i had all of my um implements set up and I just, I'm just always this exuberant. Like, like Trisha can tell you, I just have way too much energy, even if I'm like have like zero sleep. So I was just really excited to play with him. So I would like grab him, implement, and then oh, because then he would be on his, he was on his hands and knees facing away from me, so he couldn't see what implement I was grabbing. So I, I just decided randomly, I grabbed an implement and I like run and I would like run and then like I jumped on the bed next to him, and then eventually they're like that. Like run and jump, and then I would hit him at the same time sometimes. So and he had no idea. Not just jump. It was like the superhero, <laughs> like the whole. Oh like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bat um, jump. No 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 bat no bat no, jump. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then smack or like punch or whatever. Or one of my favorite psychological tricks is that I would sometimes I would do the bat dom jump and then I wouldn't do anything. I oh, like a fake out. Sit there. Oh. A fake out. <laughs> but see, I'm I do it like so you like when you know when you're faking people out, there's that point where you we both think you're gonna do something. No, you just keep going until it gets uncomfortable and weird. You're like <laughs> Did she fall asleep? Is she still awake? Did she like go into a diabetic coma? What is going on? Why is she not moving? And so I get them to the point where they're like like looking around. I'm like, did I tell you to look around? See, I'm setting them up for failure too. Ooh, predicament play. So now you got, sorry, now I'm in my top space. Cause like 
I love predicament play where like you're set with like impossible choices. So that's one of the easiest ways is you want to get hit. You told got told to not look around, but I'm not doing anything. So now the natural human reaction is to look around and see what I'm doing. And then you get punished because you looked around. I mean, you I seem really that. well versed in in doing this this sort of stuff. How many people have you been a dom to over the years or in the how in the many years you've been doing this, how many people have you been a dom to? So like officially a dom to or playing with? <laughs> playing with. A sub or your sub. A sub, a sub. There's a difference between a sub and my sub. So um, I have only had, I've actually only had three official subs that they were my subs. Like these, I own these people. They are, they are mine. But I have okay. played as dominatrix. Oh my gosh, I can't, I don't even, I don't want to say less, less than a hundred. I play a lot. Um, so a hundred, um, <laughs> less than a hundred, I guess. And why have but I not been one of those people? Sort of you have, I mean, like I mess with That's you, I, I mess with you psychology. Psychologically, a lot. I like where this is going. Oh, okay. Oh, she's like, oh, yeah. His tail is wagging. He's usually very possessive. Yeah, you should. You should be very flattered, Trisha, because he is very possessive. He's like, ooh, yeah, and he likes it. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, Patrick, but I've been flirting with Domina way before you met her. Oh yeah. That's how we met. So um, have you found any like common denominator with um, the people that you've uh, domed? Is that the correct verb <laughs> that you have been domed like, to? Yes. They have to be smart. I don't, <laughs> I don't mess with stupid people. I'm so sorry. I don't even, I don't even have hookups with stupid people. Like it's, I, it's bad. I can't. That's so what bad. Do you Generally, why do you and think I don't even, up, what do you yeah. And I don't smart. mean like you have to have a master's degree. Okay. Smart, right. like someone that's like I only like, sub uh, for Mensa members. <laughs> <laughs> you must have an IQ of yeah. <laughs> please take this test. <laughs> <laughs> please take this test. Um, so what I mean smart because I do a lot of my almost all of my play is very psychological. So if you don't have that <clears throat> mental capacity or want to play on a mental level like it's just kidding or you're just looking for sex i'm like i'm not the dom for you and that's fine i'm not gotcha. saying that those plays are or if they wouldn't get your prime minister jokes or they wouldn't get, <laughs> or if you can't get my prime minister jokes so here is a perfect example like i'm it's because i my my humor is very much rooted in like you know pop culture and historical references so one of the names that he has for me is prime minister so when we were playing i jumped on the bed and i said are you going to be good do you want do you want margaret thatcher or do you want tony blair like so if you're dumb you're not going to understand <laughs> that Churchill. joke that's not Winston a great Churchill, see? <laughs> exactly that's not a good choice <laughs> so that's why hey, Churchill was a sexy see? man <laughs> so that's so we all pass. for me that's just how my humor goes yes you all pass i would all hit you with your consent at the same time too <laughs> the next time you come back that's going to be the next podcast they're just going to watch us 
get hit by that, you. That's it. No I just wash you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't this care. Is you do approach you, Trisha. You what? You, have you ever been flogged by her? you, Trisha? Um, I'm pretty sure you have at some point. I no, a I'm pretty sure. I'm it pretty was a paddle. Sure. Leave it, it to Trisha to not yes. remember whether somebody's flogged her or not. I don't know. Like, there's been a lot of experiences with Domino, so. <laughs> but but she's definitely paddled me. What we remember the most is 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 laughing. That's I think that's what we remember the most is laughing and like the. The hit, for me, the hitting and the like, you know, the pain, that's all incidental. I'm here for a good time. I'm here to like be entertained and to laugh. So to dance around and sing to while dance you shock around. people. Exactly. <laughs> like dance around and sing while I shock people. That's another. We have so many fun stories, guys. You have like no idea of so many. When you meet people, do you can you tell right away now from their personality, from the way they act, whether they're uh, sub or dom, top or bottom? Sometimes. Sometimes. It, <laughs> it depends. I feel it um it comes to it comes down to actually how comfortable they are with themselves. Because the more that they're comfortable with themselves, the more they're going to reveal deep truths about themselves. What do you think, Pet? <laughs> I'm just thinking of my friend that like his first day hanging out with us, we were sitting there like <laughs> Yeah, he's a sub. He's totally a sub. He's totally a sub. But I think that's because he trusted us. He was unguarded yeah, around us. Exactly. So he was able to, um, even though he didn't realize he was accidentally betraying like some BDSM tendencies, because he trusted us, he was able to say, um, you know, like, oh, like he really enjoys like washing dishes for like his, you know, like. You know, like if it's like a, that's not generally a very like masculine idea. So maybe he wouldn't have said that if he didn't trust us. Okay. I have a question. Okay, quick, do us, do us, do you, us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me, but all right. I want Patrick. I want Patrick to to figure out what I am and what ev- and what everyone else is as well. Okay. Okay, Patrick. So first, start out with with Trisha. Um. Think Trisha is yes. <laughs> you know what? That was the only correct answer. <laughs> that was the only correct answer. And you got it. That's amazing. That was that was so on point. <laughs> That's like a superpower. That is uncanny. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> He's the first person to know that there was a check all the boxes option. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, all right. You're good at this. Okay. Who's next? Who's next? Who wants to be analyzed? Okay. <laughs> Joe Bim. Joe Bim. I want to see you. Okay, Joe Bim. What do you think of Joe Bim? <laughs> that's, that's Joe Bim right there. Yeah, I, I know who he is. He introduced himself. Oh, I, I wasn't sure because you're kind of in pet space. <laughs> so, okay, what's your read? See, I don't know as much about the other two. So, okay, my, but, my, I feel like Joe Bim would first start out as, as a bottom, like a really happy sub, like really like, I'm going to see all the things, try all the things. But I think he could, uh, because he is very like inquisitive and he seems to like really want to be like a master of his whatever his topic is. I could see him maybe evolving 
eventually into being a dom but i feel like he would first enter into the scene like as a submissive and like yay teach me all the things do the things to me so i can learn that's what i feel like he would be correct close far it was the other way around i i came into it uh a dom and i learned along the way to be submissive oh there you go. Now I'm a pretty Surprising decent switch. Later. Yeah. Apparently I'm not as good as, I'm not as good as. <laughs> oh shit. You are I'm terrible Patrick, I'm this. so sorry. <laughs> Everyone forgot I just said that. That's, that's okay. the second time. Third time. Erase, erase, erase. <laughs> okay, so maybe Patrick can guess I told you I'm top spacing of. hard. I'm top spacing <laughs> hard right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, last one's up is Kai. What do you think? What do you think, Domina? Hmm. I haven't heard as much from Kai. I think. What, what vibe do you get from Kai? Top. Top. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Patrick. What? <laughs> <A> top. <laughs> Remember, top is someone who does something. So you might not necessarily be a dominant or a submissive. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, you know what? Top, that top is actually energy. a correct read. Do I Because do? Kai is a top. Kai, you are a top. Uh, but you're a hella a submissive, submissive top? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a submissive. So that's actually, there's a, a, there's a term for that. That's, that is a service top. So that's why you can be submissive. You can be, you can be ordered by someone to do things. Yes. Domina, you need to I teach think. her how to hit people in the face. Yeah, you Ooh, should. I, love, I, really almost, I almost gouged someone's eye, someone's eye out. It was two really people. Can we do it? 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 Can we Can I Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we Can Can so but you have to take you yeah. have to take this down. Give me put a little bit. Okay, so usually so what I say if you're new to it is like first you just want to get the muscle memory. So start out like little taps mm -hmm. and you want to get the meat of the face. So right now what I what you're just trying to do is you're trying to just get a get it gauge. Maybe you do from the other side. Oh so yeah, so they can see, see sorry. <laughs> also to one hand will be better than the other. The left hand, even though I'm left-handed, is a little bit wild. So sometimes I still slap them on like on the side of the head. So okay. <laughs> there's also there's also that like dominant hand thing going on. So right. and then what you do as you're getting as you're getting used to it, you can go further and further out. And then you can also increase the pressure. <laughs> so that that's how I would start out. It's like start out with little taps. Your hand has to be closed. Further out, slow. Closed. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, because if you have it, if you have it open, you can have it open, like with you know, <laughs> with with their consent. But if you want to like actually just face slap them like on the cheek, because if it has it open, you're gonna end up like hitting the temple area, mm -hmm. and that's actually a very oh, yeah. um, thin part of your skull. So that's why you want right. to hit more here. And also too, sometimes the cheekbone, there's a lot of nerves that run through here. So right. that's why like you'll get like that numbness. Like if you hit your, if you bang your face, if you, so if you slap it, 
on the cheekbone as opposed to mm-hmm. like the meat of the face you'll get like some numbness like in extreme cases nerve damage like we have to say that but that's that's very rare so yeah little what about the other oh so and then sometimes we, yes also oh. too this is something to do is you have to brace sometimes with the other hand so that they're not like getting like whiplash so that's why you'll mm. see you'll see that this <clears> hand was on this side because if I don't, if I don't support it, this is what ha- like he has to use a lot of neck, or if he's like, but that's if he's he's with it. But if someone is like really relaxed into it, like their head might just be like lolling about, which is can be very unsafe and very uncomfortable and painful gotcha. in unintended ways. Oh wait, one second. We have a we have an audience question. We have a they're asking, are are you guys Hi, exclusive or are you open? That is the question. We. We are open. Yes. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you later. We're, we're open, but like, but we really like playing with each other. It's more like, mm, like, sure. Like, Trish is like one of the few people that like gets like past that threshold of like, yeah, is it worth it? <laughs> and Patrick's not allowed to be with anybody else. That, uh, that you found that people across when practicing BDSM, especially when starting out? With starting out, I think the most common one is because a lot of people don't in vanilla sex don't realize that what they're doing is actually BDSM. Like with like mm-hmm. slapping, let's say choking, hair pulling. Um, that's actually the most common lines that I see crossed. Um, spanking because they think of those as like oh that's normal things that people do um, and they might not have pre-negotiated it like some people don't like to be spanked because they have like a negative association with it like you know in their childhood or they don't like to get they don't like so a lot of people don't like getting their face slapped um, so I think that's usually the most common pitfalls is like really think into detail what you want to do, what you're into and ask about it. like, don't make assumptions like, oh, everybody does this. No, not everybody okay. eats vegetables. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think so for anyone looking to. It comes down to either no negotiation or bad negotiation. Right. Yeah, that's it. No, no negotiation or bad negotiation. It's most common. So to anyone looking to introduce BDSM into their relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Or let's say you have a partner who's not as into it or you're, you don't know how to bring it up. How does one introduce BDSM in, into their lives? That's something um, that I think is a very fluid conversation and something that, you know, we do get that question a lot. Usually the best policy is just honesty. Um, but you can make that honesty a little bit more palatable. So I always recommend don't do it like in the heat of the moment. Like you're naked, you're doing things. Don't be like, by the way, I'm into BDSM. Can I do that? Like, oh, because then you're putting that person like in a compromised situation. Like even with, that's not a good way to negotiate. Um, I would say like, make it like non-threatening, like, you know, like, like watching TV over dinner somewhere where you're not having an intimate experience already so that the person has the choice to like end the conversation, to leave if they want. Um, you know, like it's hard, you know, people feel very like exposed, like if they're naked, you know, like, right. so that's why, right. that's why another reason why I say like, don't have that conversation when you're really like in the moment, like, or in the, or even right. in the bedroom, um, as right. much as possible. Do it somewhere um, outside, like a baby a shower. Yep. 
<laughs> well, because then see, other people might not consent to listening to that conversation, so that wouldn't be very BDSM of you or hoobadism. <laughs> that's what we call. It. That's how. That's the. That is the short term name for humanistic BDSM is hoobadism. H u b d s m. Hoobadism. I like that. Yeah. I have yeah. a question. So when it comes to like you know being kinky and going into BDSM, do you think it's something that? you it, that is inherent in people or is it something that you develop later on like that interest in bdsm is it something that like you just figure out like oh i have this or is it something that you get influenced into like what is it i think both it's definitely both um do you want to talk about like well with you with <laughs> patrick it's been like a lifelong interest actually yeah, so if you I, want to, you I, I talk can about trace that. I can trace some of those tendencies back to like kindergarten, <laughs> so uh, very early on. But at the same time, people also like evolve and change, you know, like they start as a dom or ch move to a sub or vice versa or, you know. Were you a dom or a sub when you were in kindergarten? A sub. Definitely a sub. <laughs> Do you want to tell them how you figured out you were a sub? What? <laughs> What game you like so much in kindergarten? Oh, yes. There are two games we like to play on the uh, playground. There's boys chase girls and girls chase boys. And all the other boys liked boys chase girls. And I was like the only one that really, really loved girls chase boys. <laughs> and I'd always be like, oh, here I am. I'm trying to get away. Oh, no, you caught me. Oh, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas some people, it's um, it's such something that they just it's part of their exploration of like sexuality or something like you just grow up. You're like some people try skydiving. Some people try BDSM. Gotcha. Trisha, welcome back. What happened to you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> <But I'm back. laughs> I heard all of that. Don't worry. <laughs> OK, you heard it. Yay. I'm hip with the times. Because yeah, speaking of hip with the times, like, are there some sort of uh, terms that people use in the BDSM community that we should be aware of? So in the, so what are some ones? Oh, so one that you'll see like online uh, a lot is CNC, um, consent, non-consent. So that is one of those topics i don't say i don't want to say it's controversial within the community but it's one of those when you from the outside looking in where like oh are you sure that's not abuse so it cnc is consent non-consent so you consent to anything will happen to me but though where so though you can still set limits so you can still set limits that's also a, a misconception is that within humanistic bdsm specifically um we espouse that you can still use your safe words. Some people say like, oh, if you have CNC, no one, you can't have limits. You don't have a say. You can't use safe words and it's not CNC. I'm like, no, then that's fucking abuse, okay? So CNC means like, so like his big, basically his limit is he doesn't want to eat vegetables. I know I keep saying it over and over again because it's ridiculous, but that really is his limit. But if I wanted to like slice him, I wanted to like take off like a piece of skin, I wanted to, I don't know, take like, I don't know. I want to put my whole 
fist in his mouth. I don't think he has a small mouth. But if I wanted to try to, like, he would just like, oh, okay, sure, why not? Let's do it. Things that I know he normally doesn't like. It's hard because he basically Patrick likes anything that I like. So that's that's kind of that's actually like my goal is try to like find things he doesn't like. Like, yes, this he doesn't like this. I got to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah, that's a thing. Uh, CNC. What else is another term that we see a lot? I mean, y'all recovered kind of top bottom. Uh, yeah, top. I think the top bomb versus dom sub is the one that really confuses people the most. That is something that confuses people. Um, I think that was the that was the basic tenet of humanistic BDSM of what differentiated my uh, philosophy and practice of BDSM from everyone else. Um, because oh, that and just being more inclusive than a lot of the groups and being we more in. yeah and being more being more inclusive. Like we always try to use unless the person has declared what their um, pronouns are, we just default to they, um, and we respect those. Um, like even in my videos, like I'll, I won't even edit it out. Um, sometimes my YouTube videos at the end, I'm like, okay, thanks for listening guys. I'm like, oh, not guys, sorry. Thanks for listening everyone. <laughs> so I wanna show right. people that how easy it is to use inclusive language, but how um, that it's okay if you mess up, just apologize and then say it correctly. Um, we made up some of our own terms. We made up some of our own terms uh, because of that. But he was asking more about yeah, I know I about know. other we're, terms. We're, we're, oh, we're switch, 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 switch. So, switch is something that you've already used yourself. But again, we're going to bring it back to hubidism because we differentiate between um, dominant, submissive, and top bottom. We always say, "What type of switch are you a?" power dynamic switch are you a pain switch like top bottom switch are you a rope switch so i think that if people want to be able to more accurately describe what their practices and what their interests are if they want to be able to say like hey i i'm a dominant but i am a rope switch so even if i'm the one that's flying and i'm the one being suspended from the ceiling i'm still in charge damn it <laughs> All right, we have uh, mm -hmm. one last question here from uh, yeah. a friend and a fan. Uh, he's asking, Ooh, like, does one partner really need to be educated about it? Like, what are the baby steps if both partners are kind of like flailing? Uh, so, well, I've been in that situation where myself and my partner were both very new and didn't really know anything. Um, it it can work. It just Obviously, there is some higher risk associated with that because there are risks associated with different types of play. And she's mentioned some of it like nerve damage sometimes from impact play. Same thing can happen from bondage. Uh, you can cut off circulation. Choking has a, a lot more hazards than people realize, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so really, what well, I think... Uh, it, it can work, but just you have to be aware of those risks. And really, it just takes research and being just kind of slow and deliberate about it. So uh, in this case, myself and my dominant partner at the time, even though we were both new, we would uh, we would both independently research like a type of play that we wanted to do and then kind of get back together and compare notes. Okay. How would you know that That's something is for you or not? 
without, for example, like there are certain things that, yeah, you could research as much as you can about, but for example, you don't really have the safety precautions to practice it. For example, like um, rope play, for example, like how would you say, how would you know that something is really for you without having to like experience it yourself because of not having the right precautionary measures? Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I guess to some degree, uh, some, sometimes you just have to try things. Right. And you, there, there are things right. you will never know until you really try them. But at the same time, I think we all know sometimes that certain things are not for us. You know, you see something, you're just like, no, no, no. fucking way. Never, gotcha. no way, no how, right. you know. And yeah. actually, one of the things I like to do whenever I'm playing with someone new is I uh, and you know trying to like figure out what type of play that we're that we're going to do or maybe that they're into. I ask them, what were your last three fantasies you masturbated to? So even if it's really purely, if it's so even if it's purely sexual, I can ask them like, what mental state were you in? Like so like let's say like like it was a, it's a heterosexual fantasy. Like if it's it's Petrick, you know, it's just him having sex with like who's the who's one of your favorite like sexy celebrity females jessica alba jessica alba okay, okay so that's pretty standard i can't make myself look like jessica alba but what part of it that was it that really turned you on is it because they're dark angel okay dark there wow he's got some very <laughs> so you are in your 30s so sir <laughs> yeah like bam dark angel right so what is it like is it because like someone who can like beat your ass is it just because like what she exudes or is it because like she's smart like what is it about yes. that that yes yes. Yes. Like, yes. Like, yes yes so i try knows that show so i try to extract from them like what it's not just the physical acts because that's also revealing but also to like what mental state were you in in that fantasy like what really turned you on psychologically in that fantasy so i can't turn myself into jessica alba uh i can't be dark angel but i can try to recreate some of those mental states that really turned you on it's also like the context mm, okay. in which the fantasy is situated in mm -hmm. correct okay. yes <laughs> oh my god that makes so much sense i'm having an epiphany <laughs> <laughs> we're all quiet because we're thinking what were the last three fantasies what was i getting off to actually i'm not quiet because i know what my last three fantasies were. <laughs> i know which is next one is gonna be it's gonna be dark angel he's gonna revisit that one <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're heading into the the end of the podcast, and like uh, you know, I'm having we're having so much freaking fun here, but you know, we have to end at some point. But you know what, Domino? Yes, we're gonna get you on for a future podcast because there's just so much more to <laughs> talk about. There's a lot to talk about. But do you have anything you want to plug to our viewers slash listeners? All of the things that we're going to plug. Uh, so, so what's happening right now, currently, in, is that there's the Sugar and Spice Sexual uh, Sex Virtual Sex Festival um, that's happening. It's um, I don't know if you met her, Dr. Martha Lee. She did, uh, a, yes. she did a couple workshops in Manila. Yes. So I'm very excited to be presenting 
two different topics. First is sex and religion. And the second is 24 BDSM, 24 seven BDSM. So if you go to our website, what like there's links somewhere. There's websites definitely on YouTube. Um, you can find us. So we're on almost all major mm-hmm. social media. So we're on, we're on YouTube where you have, um, we're on Patreon. We're on Twitter, as you know, uh, Facebook, they can find us, but we're really excited about being part of the sugar and spice festival because it is curated, um, for Asians by Asians. So actually I think Patrick is the only non-Asian presenter and he's only there cause he's my, my pet. Uh, so like they're talking about like, you know, like topics such as like yellow fever, um, so that's why we're really excited to be a part of that. So I think that's the biggest yeah. thing we have to plug in. Actually, okay, before, before we go, I, I, I did have something to ask you. Does does the race thing factor into the kink at all? Not for us. Not for not for us, but it can. Um, just like for me, I, I just really embrace my racial identity. Just so like, you know, mm-hmm. I have like my cat suit that I wear, which is my <laughs> Hello Kitty t-shirt and skirt. So that's my cat suit. Um, and like make him eat sushi, things like that. But for us, not necessarily, but it can be, it's usually more of a form of taboo play. Um, some I people are, are comfortable with it. Some people are not. Again, right. also always comes down to consent. If both people are, if a person is not comfortable with race play, then it's wrong. But if they're totally like, okay with calling each other like racial slurs during their play, but both parties consent, then fine, go for it. That's cool. Yeah, what would you want to plug? I kind of want to sleep with a Spanish oh. person just for that. <laughs> Ooh, and they can make, make them apologize for like call like, yeah. like colonizing us. Just be like, who's the conqueror now? <laughs> right. <laughs> Take that, Magellan. As call me Lapu Lapu. I, <laughs> I stick my flag in you. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> and yet strangely patriotic so you know. exactly I don't know how to side with that it sounds very revolutionary oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry anything else to promote um, yeah so basically look for anything humanistic BDSM um, that's what we're on all of our channels yeah. um, dominachase.com oh da, our website so bad you are terrible. I'm top spacing okay <laughs> Um, dominachase.com that's actually a a really good jumping off portal there's links to all of our other social media there Uh, dominachase's humanistic BDSM is the YouTube channel the Facebook group is humanistic inclusive as fuck just abbreviate AF yeah Inclusive AF. Inclusive AF. Okay, so we have we have a question. I think one last one last question. So uh, somebody asked, "What is top space?" Because you've mentioned a lot of top space. So what is top space? And I guess by (laughs) extension, like what is subspace? Subspace. Okay, so top space is kind of that that giddy euphoria that you get when you're doing really well. Like let's say when you're 
Like, let's say you're in the middle of presenting and your presentation is going really well. Your audience seems to be really clicking and you kind of get that, like that, that adrenaline high. So that's like the top space where you're, uh, it's kind of like also that like peak experienced place of like it and it feels very much like a high like because you're actually getting a lot of like the flood of like the adrenaline um all of those feel-good chemicals are just coursing through your body so you're like oh, everything's amazing everything's awesome and it kind of is a little hard to concentrate so it's a kinky runner's high it's kinky's runner's high that's it yes oh, good job it's kinky's runner high yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he gets a treat now all right so <laughs> okay. oh he's getting a lot of treats we, we gotta wrap up soon. <laughs> okay <laughs> thank yeah, you so much for having us carried away but we're gonna have you back for sure in a future episode because i'm sure jibim has way more questions about all the taboo play and the fantasies he's been having so we're gonna let him sit on that so the next time you come on he'll just hand you a yes. list and you can answer all of them in one go okay all right well thank you so much for for coming thank on with us so and much. everyone who's listening uh, thank you guys so much. We will be back again next week, uh, same time, 9 p.m., right here on the Facebooks. Uh, make sure you, you follow our page here. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow our individual accounts so you get updates. But we will be back next week with a surprise topic that will be announced <coughs> very, very, very soon. All right? All right. Thank you guys so much. And hope you guys have a good evening. Thank, thank you, Donna. You. And thank everyone you. else who's watching. Bye. Okay, I just click it off. I can't see anything. <laughs>